you know, what's that old phrase? Rising tide raises all boats. And that's why I'm rooting for people in InsureTech all the time. There's all these companies out there that I follow because the more carriers and agents and insureds embrace the technology, the better it is for all of us. Looking forward today to speaking with John Moreland. He is the founder and CEO of Smarter Risk. Welcome, John. Thanks for having me, Josh. John, I know Smarter Risk is an earlier stage startup, and so maybe you could, uh, for those who don't know the company, share some information about what you're doing. Yeah, so we're we're definitely pretty early on. We just uh, about six or seven weeks ago released our first product for insurers and agents, and that's uh, ARC, Automated Risk Control. And um, it's a risk control solution that's about 90% faster and 80% less expensive when compared to conventional methods. So it's a, a self-serve app. Insurance assess themselves in 15 minutes, and that automatically generates recommendations for improvement and a risk score and a risk report. And so we're actually in talks right now, and I can't say who, but we're in talks with a, a small carrier right now. So about rolling it out. So it's, uh, it's been pretty exciting. Just to make it 100% clear, maybe you could explain some examples of risk control of the types of things you're making recommendations on. Yeah, so we're focused on small primarily small and middle market accounts. So these are like yeah, machine shops, warehouses, restaurants, hotels, light manufacturing, um, auto body shops, so those sorts of risk um, that we're focused on. And, and so that's what really what the assessment tool is for. And just to give you a few examples of who it's not for, you wouldn't want to order a risk assessment on a flower shop or on the other end of the spectrum, a 5,000 employee chemical plant, right? It's just not made for that. Um, what we've really done is it's really a value innovation. So some of these smaller... Uh, commercial accounts, say, I don't know, just pick a number out of, out of a hat, 3500 in premium, doesn't make a lot of sense. You can't extend a lot of risk control resources for those. So what's been happening in the industry is you have underwriting surveys by email or say you have phone surveys or on a rare occasion you do send out a human to those, right? And so that's really what we're focused on, that that niche, that part of the market that's really underserved. And we think we can come in with a value proposition that cannot be ignored. So that's what we're doing. How does it work exactly? Like what are the mechanics of it? Yeah, so a channel partner, so this could be an insurer or an agent, uh, sends it, makes an order, this automatically sends out a link to the insurer. They click on the link. They go through our self-assessment workflow. takes about 15 minutes for them to complete, and it'll auto-generate recommendations for improvement. It'll create a risk score and a risk report. And as they improve the risk, as they complete those recommendations, it improves their score and dynamically changes the risk report. So not only does an, potentially an insurer get a picture of what the risk is right now, but over time, it can see how the risk improves. They can see how the risk improves. And and is this a platform that you see kind of always being based on self-assessments or do you think technology will, you know, enable other forms of assessment, either through like IoT or you know, access to certain data sources that could provide additional information on a real-time basis or things like that. You know, who knows what the future holds, but I do think there's a lot of applications for this um, that it's not being used for currently. Um, one of those, which it's about to be used for, is pre-bind. And so uh, that carrier we're talking with, they want to use the assessment also pre-bind, not only to assess their their current insurance, but to also do a pre-bind. We're actually in talks with, with a couple carriers about using a pre-bind. Um, and then there's obviously applications, I think, for a professional version uh, for risk control consultants. I did that for a long time, and there's a lot of inefficiencies in that process. 
about half the time a consultant spends is on site. The other half is writing up recommendations and a report. And so we think there's there's a lot of efficiencies that could be gained there that we could we could apply the software to. So there's a lot of possibilities. I believe this is your first time founding a company. And what has that experience been like? Uh, what has been different than you expected? And uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. I've not really talked about this, but it's kind of a mixed bag. You know, I've read a lot about first time founders and kind of the emotional roller coaster. And it really is. There are days where it's really, really hard. And then there are days when it's super exciting, like, you know, you're this close to a deal or, you know, you, you've been working on this feature and you, you finally got it, got it where it's working. So, and software is tough. I've never been in software. I've always been kind of a, um, a techie. So always been obsessed with, with technology and its uses for humans, which I think is really important. Uh, some technology, I think is just for technology's sake, but, um, you know, I've always been intrigued by Apple and, and other companies who have been able to take a product and build it in such a way that humans can easily adapt and use it. And I've always thought that was interesting. But um, it's it's I think it's like anything else, you know. You, you have some expectations when you walk into it. And some of those are right and some of those are wrong. And you just roll with the punches, right? So, but it's it, it, all in all, it's been really good. I will say the thing has been uh, not really surprising, but has been, I think, the coolest thing about all of this is there's really this, like, InsureTech 2.0 community, I think, that's growing up. That's really cool. Um, where I've had a lot of people who have been willing to talk to me, willing to give me advice, um, willing to take a look at a demo and, and, and give me some feedback. And so that's been really cool. And I've met a lot of people over the last year. So it's been it's been an interesting and fun ride so far. And how did you decide to get in risk control way back when? I, I think looking at your profile, you started as an agent originally. Yeah, I was, uh, funny enough, I was a, I was an agent and a terrible salesperson. Uh, I started out with Mutual Omaha selling L A and H and man, anybody who can make a living at, at that, God bless them. That's a tough business. Uh, went into commercial, sold commercial for a couple of years with Century Insurance Company. And during that time I was exposed to, to risk control or what they called loss control or by, you know, obviously has different names for it. But, um, but I was exposed to risk control. I was like, wow, this, this seems interesting. ISO had an advertisement on Monster.com, if any of, if anybody's old enough to remember that. Uh, but Monster.com was really big in the late 90s. And I saw an advertisement for insurance service office, and I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. So for a field consultant. And I met a guy named uh, Walt Bowden and harassed him for three years until he gave me a job. He did give me that job that I was posted, but he did three years later. And I was very fortunate they put me in a mentorship program. I was young at the time. I was 25. I was I, I had a family. I was recently divorced. I honestly I needed to make money too, so that there was part of it too. But um, I really enjoyed it. I spent five years with ISO, and then I thought well, I can do this better on my own. And I went out on my own for seven years. Things didn't go well at first, but they got better. So, uh, but yeah, that's how I got started in it. How how did you determine sort of who you did want to connect with, who you wanted to partner with? You know what your go to market strategy would be. I mean, was it just sort of obvious? given the way risk control works. Yeah, well, we're still figuring those things out just to be honest. We're still that young. Uh, we're still figuring out the best way to go about this. But from from my view, the way we've done risk control for, for so many years has been not the way we should be doing risk control. Some of that is just, it was necessary, right? Just like I was talking about earlier, it's it's a matter of having the, the value there, right? So if you have a $3,500 um, premium, it doesn't make a lot of sense to extend a whole bunch of resources. The economics just don't work. And so I think we should be doing risk control much earlier and much more often. And with the application, the way we designed it, that's kind of our viewpoint. And so we're looking for partners who agree with that. So one of those um, that we've been talking a lot with is agencies. 
because we feel like agencies, obviously, they have the first contact with the insured, you know, when they're a prospect. And we think there's a huge ocean, blue ocean for, for the agency channel. I think the agencies, if you can give them a product that um, helps them close deals and that helps them help their insureds, right, with the risk control, I think we can, uh, I think we can be successful. And then, you know, some of it, too, was figuring out, okay, which carriers are more open to this? A lot of the national carriers have been doing it the same way for years, right? And that's to, just a tougher um, nut to crack, I think. So, um, yeah, we're still figuring it out. And, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's a process, right? As a first-time founder, what resources have you found most valuable? Uh, you know, one of the things I found really valuable is a podcast called Saster by Jason, Jason Limpkin. He sold EcoSign to, to Adobe back in, I think it was 2009. And so he does a podcast and that's just been extremely helpful as a first time founder because they'll have people on and they'll talk about their struggles, what they did right, what they did wrong, what they could do better. And I'm a pretty avid reader too. So I, I read a lot of books. I get a lot of book recommendations and uh, so I, I, I read a lot, but yeah. And all that's extremely helpful. Do you, do you have a, a methodology that you've developed for, you know, planning, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe business strategy in general? How do you, how do you balance that as a founder? Um, yeah, you know, sometimes that is difficult when you're in the weeds and you do have to step back sometimes and kind of think about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, and we do have a, a product roadmap, but some of that is is based, will be based on, you know, feedback. Like obviously uh, products that we want to build may come at different times depending on what we think the market will, will go for. So um, yeah, it's just, it's an evolving thing and we've got a strategy in place and we're implementing that and we're refining it as we go. And that's just part of being like, when you're an early when you're an early stage startup, you don't have it all figured out. You don't know exactly what you're going to do next. You have some idea and you're making some guesses, and then you're adjusting as you go. And that's really what we've done since since the beginning. I mean, I'll tell you, originally when we developed the the first product, we were just going to go to market and sell directly to business owners. And the more we started getting into it, the more we started thinking about it. this. Really makes a lot more a lot of sense for insurers and agents, which I know should have been our first inclination, maybe look in hindsight, but. You know, they, it, things just change. You get feedback and you iterate, you know. Um, we did a lot of customer interviews. We interviewed a lot of agents, um, several insurer, insurers, and we interviewed a lot of business owners. And that really helped us with that those decisions so early on. And it's going to continue to change. Any other observations you have about, you know, InsurTech or insurance innovation? One of the things that was really helpful for me was seeking out and finding mentors and people that could could help me along the journey. Because a lot of first-time founders, and I didn't know this, but a lot of first-time founders, you know, have never done this before, right? They've never been in a CEO role or whatever. So um, I've had a lot of mentorship and taken advantage of everything I possibly can to learn from those, from others, particularly people. I've got two gentlemen who helped me a lot, and they're both retired software executives. Um, both of them own their companies and started. And one took his company from zero to $25 million. It was an SAP company. And so... Trying to find those, seek those people out that can really help you and help mentor you is huge. And uh, it, it's it's made a huge impact on on my decision making and, and our business. So, Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to mention, whether it's specific to Smarter Risk or more broadly among the topics we've touched on? You know, one thing I will say is I just, I think, I, I love change. I think change often can be really good. And I'm excited about what InsureTech is going to do for the insurance industry. I mean, people get excited. Like when I talk to them about Smarter Risk, 
they get excited about it. It's like the first time I've ever talked to anyone about insurance and they get excited. But the technology is exciting. I mean, when you can take a process that generally takes, like, say, for a small account, five hours to, to, to make an assessment, you get that down to 15 minutes, that's powerful for everyone. That helps yeah, everyone. Sure. Uh, you know, a small business owner doesn't want to take out all that time to, to meet with a risk control consultant or whatever. Um, and so I do think InsureTech is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. I know there's always this debate. Is it going? It, it's not going anywhere. It's like tech. It's not going anywhere. Um, but I know I think I think the future of insurance is really, really exciting. And I think that that means we're going to be able to attract really talented people into the industry and, and it's going to grow. I think that's good for it. It's kind of like, um, you know, what's that old phrase? Um, a rising uh, rising tide raises all boats. Yep. And, you know, and that's why I'm rooting for people in InsureTech all the time. There's all these companies out there that I follow um, that are kind of my peers now, I guess. But I'm rooting for them. Because the more carriers and agents and insureds embrace the technology, the better it is for all of us. Great. Well, uh, John Moreland, founder and CEO of Smarter Risk, it's been great having you on. Thanks, Josh.